Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Award. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. Hey! <laughs> so today's topic is we're going to be talking about the Sabbath day and how we can keep it holy. Ta-da! So, yeah, so, I mean, granted, we definitely could have talked about this at an earlier time, especially when we were just beginning to uh, understand that there was a pandemic going on and when church was not opening doors so that we were doing everything at home. um, We definitely could have done it then, but now we are doing it. So, there. Um, Also, I just realized we could have done this when we did our commandment series, too. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Like the end of that (laughs) You know what? That's okay. We've had things. ample opportunity to discuss this, and yes. we've just ignored every opportunity. We're like, now is good. <laughs> now is clearly the time that we needed to do it. Someone really needed this message to be heard right now in their earbuds, in their ears. They are hearing this now at the time that they needed it yes. to be heard. So this is why it is now being done um so so. maybe like whatever we share with you can help you get through the rest of whatever quarantine you're doing Mm -hmm. or it can help enhance whatever you do once church Mm -hmm. starts up again and you're back in the fray of being in the church building with people right exactly i mean i know um there's quite there are some church buildings um, and wards that are uh, beginning to meet up again and that are reopening and everything, but it doesn't mean that everyone is necessarily going back to church and not everyone is going to be comfortable going back to church at this time, which is completely understandable. Yeah. Um, so we want to just, we still want to do um, do this episode to help give everyone some creative ways to honor the Sabbath through their own home study, through their own ways for, for Sundays. Yeah. So... so- We want to talk about what is the Sabbath specifically, what's the purpose of the Sabbath, um, what does it mean to keep the Sabbath day holy, and what are some things that you do or you can do to honor and keep the Sabbath day holy. And we're going to try to avoid that whole, like, listicle thing of don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this, don't go there, go here. Like, we're going to... We're not going to be like young women's in like 2003. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because nobody wants to revisit 2003. Anyways. Moving forward. What is the Sabbath, Tracy? Okay. So I got this straight from the Gospel Principles Manual. I really love this manual because it is so easy to comprehend everything that's in it. It's great. Um, So it says the word Sabbath comes from a Hebrew word meaning rest. We read in the book of Genesis that God created the heavens and the earth in six periods of time, which he called days. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. And that's in Genesis 2, verses 2 through 3. Now, the Sabbath also commemorates the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Sabbath day is every seventh day. It is a holy day ordained by God for us to rest from our daily labors and to worship him. So essentially, it's 
the seventh day, take a time to rest. Old Testament times, it was to commemorate the day that God rested after creating the earth. And then New Testament times, and now it's to commemorate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? By partaking the sacrament. So that's what the Sabbath is for. Exactly. Well put. I like it. it it's very clear cut. So Yeah, it's really easy. Like, <laughs> and I like how similar it is. Um, how how well it fits and matches up with other religions as well. I mean, I used to work with a very um, I don't I actually don't really like the word devout, but like a, a devout a devoted um, a, a Jewish person. Yeah, so their Sabbath was on Saturdays because that's how it used to be, um, and then we ended up uh, changing it along the way. And so it was fun to kind of compare and contrast on occasion um, when we did work lunches together, just the two of us. And so we would just kind of talk about that and we kind of uh, discuss uh, some of the basic principles that were similar within our religions and how how important the Sabbath is as a core in relation to what God has given to us as both a blessing and a commandment. Yeah, I found it interesting in some of my research that like, Originally, like you said, like with the Jews, the Sabbath is on Saturday, which is the mm. last day of the week um, exactly. and how it switched for us to Sundays, which people consider the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. But I still consider like Sunday to be the last day of the week, because if you think oh, really? about it, like you're work- at just me, because like <laughs> if you think about it, like your work week starts on Monday. So I would call that like day one. And yeah. then you work for five days, and then Saturday and Sunday are your weekends. So that would make it the end of the week for me. But that's also just my skewed way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a very – no, it, it does make sense. But that's the interesting thing. And, like, that's – this is the way I learned about weeks in school. Like, Sunday is the beginning, Saturday is the end. But then when my younger sister went to school two years later in kindergarten, she learned that Monday is the beginning and Sunday is the end. Same school, but different teachers, and they changed the system or something. Oh. And, like, like my sister and I argued, and I remember I was arguing, at like, very young, and I was, like, <laughs> scarred for life. And I was like, what are you saying? Monday is the first day of the week. How, How dare you? you? <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you can look at it in either perspective if you want to. Yeah. And then but, we throw in, like, other religions who believe that, like, Friday is the Sabbath or, like, Tuesday mm-hmm. is the Sabbath. You just, you know, whatever day works best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's okay. The important thing is that you do have a day. You have a holy day that is sacred to you, to your religion, to your people, and that is kept in perspective to your faith and that you put that where you set aside things of the world and focus on something greater than yourself. And I think that's really important. Yeah. So following up with that in the Gospel Principles Manual, there is this quote which talks about the purpose of the Sabbath day. And it says, The purpose of the Sabbath is to give us a certain day of the week on which to direct our thoughts and actions toward God. It is not a day merely to rest from work. It is a sacred day to be spent in worship and reverence. As we rest from our usual daily activities, our minds are freed to ponder spiritual matters. On this day, we should renew our covenants with the Lord and feed our souls on the things of the Spirit. So I really like that quote specifically because 
the primary thought <laughs> of <laughs> what is the Sabbath is like, it's a day of rest, which means we take naps and we don't work and we don't <laughs> shop and like the very basic things. But like, I feel like the older, at least in my opinion, the older I get, the more I understand what I should be doing on the Sabbath and how I observe the Sabbath. And it's totally different from like how I did it 10 or 15 years ago. I think it's an ever evolving observance, if that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. I'm constantly trying to figure out how I can better follow the Sabbath and how to honor it better. Mm -hmm. And so it's really that just that line of resting from your usual daily activities and being free to think about spiritual matters is like such a huge chunk of it for me that like that literally is the one day a week even during quarantine <laughs> like it's <laughs> one day a week right. where I really devote all of my energy to focusing on spiritual things and so I think that's really important to highlight I think that's awesome yeah and it's it's very interesting to yeah see and consider as we move through time and as we get older that um, our ways of treating Sundays are definitely going to change, whether through different variables in our life because of where we live, who we live with, what we're doing with our lives, whether we, you know, we're in school or something. It's always going to be changing, and I think that's really interesting that we can go look back and compare and see how far we've come or yeah, see what's changed. I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So speaking of, what does it mean to keep this out day holy? That's our next section that we want to talk about. Um, so doctrine and covenants. 59 verses 9 through 12 talks about saying the Lord asks us first to sanctify the Sabbath day. In Revelation given to Joseph Smith in 1831, the Lord commanded the saints to go to the house of prayer and offer up their sacraments, rest from their labors, and pay their devotions to the Most High. Then in Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 and 10, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maid servant, nor thy cattle, and 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 it, this is con- these are these verses are being pulled and shared in the Gospel Principles Manual as well. It talks about how the Lord is asking us to rest from daily work. This means that we should perform no labor that would keep us from giving our full attention to spiritual manners, mm-hmm. um, which is very important. And it talks about how our prophets have told us that we should not shop, hunt, fish, attend sports events, or participate in similar activities on that day. I think it's um, interesting to highlight, too, from the Old Testament, at least I really like the story of them, like, gathering manna, the children of Israel, how, like, on Saturdays, they were commanded to gather enough to make it through Saturday and Sunday into the next day. Well, not specifically Saturday and Sunday, but it was like, you know, you get the idea. And how the ones that picked or harvested on the Sabbath, like everything went rotten immediately. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about how the Lord is like, no, like I will give you specific blessings. If you just follow this one commandment, if you do what I'm telling you to do, like Mm -hmm. I promise everything will work out and just seeing the difference in the blessings between the people that followed that commandment and didn't follow that commandment. Now, granted, like right now we don't need to go out and collect manna to like survive the next day, but like, (laughs) Uh-huh. In a way, like if you think about preparing yourself for the Sabbath so that way you don't have to worry about doing the routine things of like, oh, I want to worry about like grocery shopping or I don't know, whatever else you could possibly need to do in any given day, running errands, whatever, that sort of stuff, get they gas could, in your yeah. car. But mm-hmm. like how 
at least in my experience, how much better the Sabbath is when you don't have to worry about doing all of those things. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a different vibe to your Sundays compared from, you know, being able to focus on, you know, like your testimony on reading the scriptures as compared to, you know, worrying about your grocery list and running through your errands and everything and everything like that. Just like there is a different sense of peace and um, emotions that you're going to that you're going to run through, Yeah. you know. Um, so, I mean, of course, the, the Lord wants you to do um, what you can. And of course, the church is going to encourage you to do all that you can. And the four strengths of the youth pamphlet, it reads honoring the Sabbath day includes attending all your church meetings. Go to a sacrament meeting, prepare to worship the Lord and partake worthily of the sacrament. During sacrament meeting, be reverent and willing to learn. Refrain from activities that would distract you or others during the sac- sacred meeting. Be on time to your me- for your meetings. As you do these things, you invite the Spirit of the Lord to be with you. It also mentions prepare during the week so that you can reserve Sunday for the many uplifting activities that are appropriate for the Sabbath day. Um, it which reminds me of like you know that old that little childhood um, that kids him of like Saturday here's everything. Saturday is a special yes. day. It's the day we get ready, ready for, for Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Everything you do to get ready for Sunday, kind of thing. Um, and how getting ready for Sunday uh, gives you an eternal perspective and spiritual strength, um, which I kind of, I remember a few times. I remember my dad's occasionally, like, I had start getting ready for a Sunday. But then I also remember other times on Sunday mornings, like, my dad, like, yelling at my brothers to go grab their Sunday shirts. Like, <laughs> and it's been like, um, we're going to be late. But also, like, our late is also 15 minutes early still. So it's like, uh, <laughs> we're going to be fine. The, the, sorry. Uh-huh. The, uh-huh. the line in um, the For the Strength of Youth quote that you read that says, refrain yeah. from activities that would distract you or others during this sacred meeting. Oh, my gosh. Made me laugh because I am usually that distraction. Nine times oh out of ten, God. I'm the distraction because mm-hmm. I am someone will say something and then I'll go off on a tangent in my mind or I'll like whisper that comment to someone next to me. I mean, oh, yep. you are often the receiving end of yes. <laughs> yes, <that's> so true. <laughs> or if like a certain yes. hymn oh, is playing in sacrament meeting and I find it particularly funny that day and then I mm-hmm. sing it with a different voice. So uh-huh. I mean, granted, I really shouldn't be doing those things, but I've, I cannot stop myself. I'm going to be the first one to say that I cannot stop myself from doing those things. So really it should say refrain from sitting near Tracy. <laughs> she would distract you during this sacred meeting. Oh my gosh. Well, it reminds me. <laughs> well, at first when you said that, that like sometimes I am the distraction and immediately that reminded me of when I was in the Relief Society presidency before you and sometimes you'd make faces during Relief Society and <laughs> I'd immediately lose track of anything else and I'd just be watching your face because became, it's the best thing. Apparently that became the game between the presidency was watching my face during yes. Relief Society lessons because my yes. face says everything before I do. So and It was like better than Tom and, Mar- and Parks and Rec, like honestly. <laughs> It's like it's just like that's just like when is it gonna happen? How can we make this happen again? Like Uh-oh. it's the best. Yeah. So Can't great. So great. 
how how I became Relief Society president because <laughs> now I'm making those faces in front of everybody, so it's fine. Um, beautiful. Well, not now because we're home. Okay. Anyways. True. So I pulled a lot out of um, <laughs> pulled a lot of quotes out of Russell M. Nelson's April 2015 conference talk called "The Sabbath Is a Delight." And this was before he became the prophet. Okay. Um, yes. And I really love this talk because he really goes in depth into making the Sabbath an introspective day. Um, so I'm going to read the first quote. He says, the question for each of us is, because of what I have heard and felt during this conference, how will I change? Whatever your answer might be, may I invite you to also examine your feelings about and your behavior on the Sabbath day. I am intrigued by the words of Isaiah who called the Sabbath a delight. Yet I wonder, is the Sabbath really a delight for you and for me? I love that. So like the thing that we've always learned from like young women's and young men and like youth Sunday school and like everything in between is like, what are you specifically doing on Sunday that like helps you invite the spirit or like right. the of like things that you should do, things that you should not yeah. do and make it a very routine robotic sort of thing. And it just, it never jived well with me in that yeah. sense. But him saying like to really turn you to examine your feelings and your thoughts and your behavior on the Sabbath made it an individualized thing immediately, which honestly, like we've talked about this before that like a lot of the commandments are more following the spirit of the law instead of the letter of the law. Mm -hmm. It's possible that like, yes, the Lord says blanket term, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. That's the blanket commandment, but he doesn't go into specifics of what you should or shouldn't do, how you should or shouldn't feel like there's nothing specific in there. It's all personal. Mm -hmm. It's all based on introspection. Then Elder Nelson saying it like that makes it really about you and how you observe the Sabbath. And it turns it on to what are my personal feelings about the Sabbath? Am I getting the spiritual and physical rest on the Sabbath that I'm supposed to be getting according to the scriptures? Is it really a delight in my life? Like Isaiah says, like, what can I do to make the Sabbath a delight? And I just love that he really turned it onto us as individuals instead of blanketing everything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then um, the quote, and then, sorry, uh, Elder Nelson went on to say, what did the Savior mean when he said that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath? I believe he wanted us to understand that the Sabbath was his gift to us, granting real respite from the rigors of daily life and opportunity for spiritual and physical renewal. God gave us the special day, not for amusement or daily labor, but for but for a rest from duty with physical and spiritual relief, which I like as well. I really like that because the Lord has a really good way of mixing spiritual things in with things that are also like physically really good for us. Yeah. Like the word of wisdom is both spiritual and like literally good for us to like take care of our bodies. And mm -hmm. so I just really like how whenever trends like that and forms of healing and care um, rise up, there's always, there tends to be a version of it that's already within the church. Um, just as I know, I, I personally just kind of like that. And 
I agree with that in this case as well, that we can't keep going all the time. Like we need breaks. Yeah. We need to have a rest from duty. We need to have physical and spiritual relief. Like we cannot keep going. We will break. We need a rest from the world. Spencer W. Kimball once said, quote, people frequently wonder where to draw the line, what is worthy and what is unworthy to do upon the Sabbath. But if one loves the Lord with all his heart, might, mind and strength, if one can put away selfishness and curb desire, if one can measure each Sabbath activity by the yardstick of worshipfulness, if one is honest with his Lord and with himself, if one offers a broken heart and a contrite spirit, it is quite unlikely that there will be a Sabbath breaking in that person's life. I just, <laughs> I just, I want to do all the snaps, all the claps for him because right? like so often, like we've already talked about, like so often people give that list of mm-hmm. to do and not to do on the Sabbath day. And, but this says it so well, like there, yeah. there you don't need a list. You just need no. to be close with the Lord. You need to have a really good relationship with him. And like, and that's what we say over and over in this podcast, like the, the gospel, the doctrine, the truth is all about our relationship with the Lord, with our, with our, with our brother, Jesus Christ. Like as long as you are close and connected with mm-hmm. them, then you are going to know what you're doing moving forward. Exactly. I think those last two bits of if one is honest with the Lord and himself, Mm -hmm. and if one offers a broken heart and a contrite spirit, those are the two things that will really keep you from breaking the Sabbath in your life. Mm -hmm. So like you and I both know we've experienced this in our professional lives. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to work on Sunday. Yes, it happens. You shouldn't be beating yourself up about it if you have to work on Sunday mm-hmm. because the Lord knows your heart and he knows your situation and he's not going to penalize you at the end because you had to work on a couple Sundays. Like that's not what's going to keep you out of the celestial kingdom, basically. Exactly. Um, he knows just from that little bit of your honesty with you and with the Lord and your broken heart and your contrite spirit. He knows that you're honoring the Sabbath the best way that you can in any Mm -hmm. way that you possibly can, whether you're working or not. And so I think it's just so important to remember that even when circumstances around us change and things get messy or complicated, that you shouldn't be burdening yourself with feelings of guilt and feeling like you're breaking the commandment when you know you're doing the best that you can to honor the commandment. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I think it's as clear as that. And even if you do, if even if you still find yourself somewhat hesitant on something like that's OK, like doubt is normal. And if you decide that that was wrong and you did do something wrong, then like it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's not like you go back to the Lord and be like, you know what? Oops. OK, yeah. I won't do it again. Get. Oh, what? I'm sorry. Oh, there's the atonement? Oh, well, isn't yeah. that perfect? Well, well, well. Problem solved. Exactly. Like, there, there's nothing to, like, really worry about. Like, as long yeah. as you're trying, as long as your intentions are pure, as long as you're aiming for the right, aiming in the right direction, like, you got this, you know? Yes. I also, <laughs> I also think it's important to note that we do not have the authority or the right to judge someone else for their Sabbath observance also. That's true. So like in our 
singles ward were the Disney ward. And sometimes members of our ward will either like go to the parks on a Sunday after church or like do something Disney related on Sundays. And there are a few members that are very critical of those people that decide to do parks related things on Sundays. Not only is it not their place to be judging and critical of that, whether they're observing the Sabbath day the same way that you do or whether they don't. Yeah, it's basically entirely it's, them. Yes, exactly. It's between them and God. It's not between you, them and God. It's it's yeah. not your business, yeah. honestly. So Just shut up. Yeah, stay out of it. Your own business. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, and then there's also um, another thing on that that I'd also like to mention um, that is also mentioned by uh, Spencer W. Kimball. Both of these parts are pulled from the teachings of Spencer W. Kimball um, around pages 200. Um, It's a bit of a long quote, so... Hang in there with me, you guys. And I even tried to condense it. Um, But it's talking about the historical facts about how in the early days of Israel, specific injunctions were given. So the death penalty was imposed for violation. Leaders would make a mockery of the commands by carrying them um, to unwarranted extremes in which a knot could be tied or loosened, a fire could not be kindled or extinguished, a broken bone could not be set, a dead body could not be moved from records, etc. And it was against these excesses that the Savior lashed rather than the Sabbath day itself. For he who instituted the Sabbath had greatest respect for it. It would appear that the reason the Sabbath day is so hard to live for is so hard to live for so many people is that it is still written on tablets of stone rather than being written in their hearts. In the days of weak Israel, it seemed necessary for the Lord to specify the many things which people must not do on the Sabbath. But in our day, it would seem that he recognized the intelligence of his people and assumed that they would catch the total spirit of worship and of the Sabbath observance. So, I mean, yeah, there's been a few like excessive things that were given at some point, but they went to the extremes of them. Yeah. And the, it was the leaders who like the judges and everyone who was like, oh, so the Lord really means like they would interpret the rules to be like, okay, yeah, you can't do this. You can only do this. You can only do it that way. You can only do it that way. And you can't do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Lord and then Jesus came and was like, actually, it's this way because I know, like, I know because these are like my rules and everything. Like I'm the son of God. Like, no. Yeah. I really um, like how he says that. For some people, it's still written on tablets of stone rather than being written in their hearts, which is kind of like it's really just this like stupid edict to you instead of like something that you honor and treasure and want to truly live. Exactly. Like there there is a complete difference. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep that in mind as we go about our daily lives. Like where are we really considering those rules? Are they just something written on a piece of stone that we were like, okay, yeah, we have to like, this is the law. Mm -hmm. Or are we really keeping it in our hearts and considering them? It's that simple. I don't, I don't know how to end my thought. I'm sorry, but no, that's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) All right. right, So let's move forward to what are some things you do to keep the Sabbath day holy? I'm not going to lie. The beginning part of this research is very much like what we've been joking about, how it's like a list 
of the things yes. you, do, you do not. So like what we see in the gospel principles manual and what we see in the, for the strength of youth pamphlet are very much rote things. Like they're things that are repeated over and over and over again in mm. church documents and in manuals and uh-huh. stuff. So I'm just going to summarize two of these quotes from the Gospel Principles Manual and the For the Strength of Youth pamphlets. So basically they say we should consider righteous things that we can do on the Sabbath. For example, attending your church meetings, reading the scriptures, reading the words of your church leaders, visiting the sick, visiting the aged, visiting our loved ones, listening to uplifting music, singing hymns, praying, Performing church service, preparing family history records, preparing personal histories, telling faith-promoting stories, bearing your testimony, teaching gospel principles, fasting with a purpose, doing sharing time with kids and others in your home, refraining from shopping, recreation, or athletic events, not seeking entertainment, not making purchases on the day, and then, like, wherever possible, choosing a job that does not require you to work on Sundays. In summary, treating this day like it's a special day. Do not treat it like it's any other day. That's a lot. Pretty much. It's a lot to think about. I mean, yeah. But luckily, we have a lot of Sundays to think about them. So (laughs) there we go. (laughs) I prefer, personally, I like the question in the Gospel Principles Manual, which is, Deciding what other activities we could properly engage in on the Sabbath, we should ask ourselves, will it uplift and inspire me? Does it show respect for the Lord? Does it direct my thoughts to him? And that's true. For a long time, my young women's leaders would be like, does watching TV uplift and inspire you? If not, you shouldn't be doing it like oh my gosh. coyly and obnoxiously. <laughs> um, but honestly, like, those kind of questions have been like in my head in regards to how I observe the Sabbath, because uh-huh. like if I am listening to the same things that I listen to during the week, I mean, during the week, I listen to true crime podcasts. I know. <laughs> I a lot of, like murder documentaries. So like, obviously mm-hmm. those are not going to uplift and inspire me and direct my thoughts. Yeah. to the floor. So maybe I should refrain from those on Sundays. And Just I choose like a musical or like, journaling or do like I do a lot of other things on Sundays besides that but like think about if the things that you're doing are really helping you to maintain the spirit and like think about mm-hmm. the savior and think about things in a spiritual atmosphere or if it's detracting from the spirit in your life exactly what kind of vibe are you going for that's it what are there you we doing? go <laughs> is it a vibe or is it not a vibe <laughs> Not so, a vibe. Not a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a vibe. Then don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So having the Sabbath day is a standard. So the For the Strength of Youth does suggest, of course, to let others know what your standards are so they can support you. Like it talks about how, you know, when you're seeking a job, share with your potential employer about your desire to uh, to keep the Sabbath day holy and not work on Sundays. Fortunately, I don't work on Sundays right now. I didn't have to work on most Sundays in my last job either and most of mine. Um, but I mean, yeah, like in this day and age, it's really hard to find one where you're not going to be required at some point to be made available on Sundays. What I usually did was like, because I worked in the theme parks. Yes. And theme parks are a seven day a week 
business. So you don't really have an option. So I would always say when I got hired and every time I got transferred to different restaurants in the parks, I would say, hey, like, just so you know, I can't really work on Sundays because I have so many responsibilities at my church. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if you do need me to work on Sundays, I can be available after this time. Mm -hmm. And I would usually let them know that, like, if I have to work on a Sunday, please don't schedule me until after, like, one or two o'clock, because Mm -hmm. then I can do everything that I need to do with church, and then I can fulfill whatever responsibilities I have Mm -hmm. to do at work. Because I gave them that sort of, like, compromise, they were always so much more willing to work with me, Mm -hmm. instead of me pitching a fit and being like, no, I can't work on Sundays at all, man, man, man. So, it always worked out. Continuing on with... um. President Nelson's talk from April 2015 conference. I really love this quote. So he says, how do we hallow the Sabbath day? In my much younger years, I studied the work of others who had compiled lists of things to do and things not to do on the Sabbath. It wasn't until later that I learned from the scriptures that my conduct and my attitude on the Sabbath constituted a sign between me and my heavenly father. With that understanding, I no longer needed list of do's and don'ts. When I had to make a decision whether or not an activity was appropriate for the Sabbath, I simply asked myself, what sign do I want to give to God? That question made my choices about the Sabbath day crystal clear. I freaking love that so much. So good. It really is so much more than just a list. And Mm -hmm. it's so, it's not that it's more complicated, but it's deeper than just a list of things that you can and cannot do. Right. Exactly. The list is simplifying it down to a list of things where that's basically almost taking Heavenly Father out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's moving the, the focus away from saying, okay, now you can go and do these things on your own for fun. Yeah. Instead of saying here, this is a day for you and the Lord. What do the two of you want to do kind of thing? Oh. Like it, it's a different mentality you need to focus on. I like that saying, what do you and the Lord want to do today? I love that, Kaylee. Well done. There's a bunch of questions that um, President Nelson poses. He says, one, how can you ensure that your behavior on the Sabbath will lead to joy and rejoicing? Take some time to think about that. The second question is, in addition to your going to church, partaking of the sacrament and being diligent in your specific call to serve, what other activities would help to make the Sabbath a delight for you? Good question. And the third one is what sign will you give to the Lord to show your love for him? And I think all three of those questions should be something that we could probably think about on Sunday coming up. I like that. If you're struggling with like quarantine home study church, then like maybe this is something that you can think about because honestly, it can really help change the Sabbath for you entirely, whether you're stuck inside in quarantine or you're out and about. Exactly. And I just, I really like how like, he, he, he keeps tossing in how it's still supposed to be a delight for you mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be building a connection with the Lord and it's supposed to make you happy. So if you're not having a good time and you're not happy about it, then it means it's not working. And I think that's important for us to keep in mind. So I know I've already mentioned that I refrain from my favorite pastime of watching true crime docuseries (laughs) and movies. And I avoid that on Sundays Mm -hmm. because even though I 
delight in it. <laughs> Even though it is a delight for me, I yes. know that it's not really inviting. That's true. <laughs> talking about people getting stabbed and shot and left for dead and all of that stuff. True. Yeah, I'm giving um, PG for Sundays too. Yeah. Um. I. It's it's so funny. I was talking to my sister about this a couple weeks ago. How like when we were growing up, the rule in our family was. On Sundays, we watch musicals or Disney movies. That was the rule. Yeah, it works. <laughs> because my mom was like, uplifting media, it's a musical, let's watch musicals. So we would watch like The Sound of Music, My Fair Lady, oh, oh. The King and I, like the old classic yes. sign musicals, those sort of things. Um, That's great. And so it's funny because now like I'm 30, I make my own rules, but I still find myself reverting back <laughs> to watching musicals and Disney movies oh, on feels. Sunday and like reserving. Oh my goodness. But like last Sunday, oh, I was like, I, I really want to watch something that's like really uplifting, but I don't know what to watch. So I watched like four episodes of Queer Eye on Netflix. And honestly, like, it is so uplifting it because... Is. All they're doing is trying to help people recognize that they are loved, they're worthy of love, and they yeah. so much more than what they're giving themselves in their life. And it is so yes. tender and sweet and just, uh, it made me cry like five times. So <laughs> just oh, shameless great. plug for watching Queer Eye. But aside from that, yes. like during quarantine, my Sabbath day looks entirely different now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, before quarantine, my Sundays would be get up early, go to a meeting before sacrament meeting, have mm-hmm. church, do Relief Society stuff, have a meeting after church, do more stuff from home. Like it was just constant. I was really stressed on Sundays, let's be honest. But during quarantine, it's kind of changed. Like we still have, we'll have like random meetings, but it'll all be through like text message. So it's really quick. And we take care of whatever we need to very quickly, which I think has been a huge blessing. Um, And then I feel like I have made Sunday like my day of connecting with other people. So I spend most of the day on video conferences. So like our come follow me chat with our ward Mm -hmm. in the afternoon. And then I have another one with my extended family and we have a grand old time talking together and Sunday nights I have one other video conference with one of my girlfriends from college and we've made each other accountability buddies for like our spiritual hey, yeah that's awesome. so every Sunday we follow up we make goals for each other to do during the week like keeping up with come follow me or like journaling more or reading the scriptures and getting out of a certain chapter of the book of mormon or whatever and mm-hmm. it's been really helpful to like change Sunday for me that way so like before quarantine I would be like mildly dreading Sunday and all the things that I have to do and like it's a lot of, yeah calling and all that other crap and now I'm like oh my gosh Sunday is so great like yeah <laughs> Sundays but like I love it it's so relaxing okay. and, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome change so what is what is something that you're doing during quarantine Kaylee to help you observe the Sabbath. I don't know. Every Sunday has been different for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really like indexing. Now, like, data entry is actually fun. And there's a lot of music that I like to listen to. Um, and then I also found BYU, um, BYU Talks. 
devotionals yes thank you devotionals that's the word i was looking for byu devotionals are on youtube and so i just listen to those all the time and a lot of them are really good like you find a lot of popular names i sure do on there and everything so it's just fun yeah. to hear their voices pop up because i don't have like a lot of church books i'll just listen to them while i do indexing or i'll paint or something and like i'll just find my own ways to enjoy the sabbath now and that's helping me to be happy do things that make me that make me happy while i'm feeling closer to the lord as well and i think that's a very important connection that we are constantly working on that we are being that we're finding a way to be happy with the lord i like those ideas one thing that i have been doing since quarantine started which helps me to like focus on the sabbath is i actually make an effort to get dressed like i'm going to church on sunday which sounds like really crazy, (laughs) but (laughs) it helps me break the routine of waking up, showering, putting on sweats and like basically looking like a homeless person every single day because that's what I do. It Uh makes me feel like I'm putting forth effort for the Lord. And like, even though I know I'll be in my house all day and like no one will see me, maybe my Mm -hmm. ministering brothers, if they come and give me the sacrament, but like, I am very much doing this because it's helping me to be in that mindset of like today's Sunday. Mm. I need to treat it like Sunday. I am putting forth effort for the Lord. I am putting on eyebrows for the Lord. I am (laughs) shaving my legs for the Lord. Like I'm doing these things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I know it sounds really stupid. Hey, no, it works. The Lord appreciates your eyebrows, Tracy. Because the rest of the time I look like a hot mess and I have no eyebrows. I'm like Tilda Swinton. Anyways, it's just a little thing that has been helping me to focus my mind on the Sabbath Mm -hmm. during quarantine. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I I do think that makes a difference. Like, I mean, as someone like who already goes out and has to put on makeup and has to like shape and everything every day, like. That's not something that I could do and feel like I'm making a difference, if that makes sense. Um, and then, like, I already wear dresses on a regular basis. So, like, to me, like, that wouldn't as feel – that wouldn't feel as different, if that makes sense. Yeah, it um, does. So I think that's – yeah, so I think that's really good, and I think that's really important. It's able – it gives you – it builds the vibe that you need to create that Sunday feeling, which is really important. So – I don't know why I just heard his voice going on. Putting on eyebrows, totally a vibe. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Eyebrows are a vibe. Definitely a vibe. (laughs) Seriously, though. (laughs) The Lord appreciates your eyebrows. Um. (laughs) The thing that I've noticed the most over the last, gosh, how many months have we been in lockdown? Four? Three, twelve. I don't know. I don't know. Three (laughs) years. It's been eighty-four years. Um, something I've noticed is like I get the most. I think I get the most revelation on Sundays because I'm spending more time and putting more effort into being still on Sundays. If that makes sense, like, uh huh, like trying to turn off the TV or like. Just be in my room in the quiet. Right. And just be, like, the only thing that I can say is, like, being still. Like, that's the only thing. It's not like I'm sitting still, but, like, I'm not actively doing something that will, like, 
force me to think or like force me to do other things or stress or anything. It's just me taking a step back and like pondering things, asking the Lord questions or like drawing or listening in to whatever the come follow me lesson is or just like really taking time to relax and to unwind and to just listen. And I think that has been the most instrumental part of quarantine for me. Mm-hmm. Not instrumental, influential. <laughs> it's been the most influential part of quarantine for me is that I'm taking one day out of the week to just like basically open my skull, take out my brain and like set it on the table and let it stay there. You know, mm-hmm. that's important. I like yeah. that. And that's why we have Sundays. We have time to rest from our daily labors away from the world to focus on our relationship with the Lord and to to renew ourselves in that manner. So Mm -hmm. that's perfect. So good. Time. So overall, so we've already covered. We, I mean, we're wrapping it up now, basically. Um, (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Clearly. Um, Overall, we've learned that like, The Sabbath is a day of rest and it's more than just physically resting from your labors, but it's like really resting your mind from the stress of the things that are going on in your life and just taking time to think about your connection to the Savior and to Heavenly Father. And as you take those times to like really think and reflect and listen, that's when the Sabbath becomes a delight. It's not when you are checking off the list of things to do and things not to do on Sundays. And it's not when you are judging other people for how they're observing the Sabbath when you're also (laughs) not observing the Sabbath correctly. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just taking that time to really become one with the Lord. And that's what Sabbath is really all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a chance to step away from the world. And I think we all need that. Yeah, sometimes. Which means all the time. Every seven days. Yep. (laughs) And even now during quarantine, like, yes, we're obviously stepped away from the world because we're (laughs) kind of in lockdown, unless you're an essential worker like you are, Kaylee. But I mean, even then, like, you need a mental break from what's going on. (laughs) Like, yes, I do. Sundays are the week that I refuse to look at like Twitter and Facebook and like social Lies. media. Oh, I have to start doing that. I just oh my gosh. Stop looking at all the garbage that's going on in the world because it's too much to look at all the time. So Sunday has become really that for me too. That's good. I like that. I think I'll start doing that too. Yeah. You've inspired me, Tracy. I mean, I'm not perfect. I still look at it sometimes, but I'm not like doing the massive scrolling and reading. Right, yeah. Stuff that I normally do so mm-hmm. anyways find things that you can do on the Sabbath day to help you keep it holy mm-hmm. and bring you closer to the Savior that's what we're getting at exactly if you want to keep it holy just go to the Lord with a broken heart and a contrite spirit and you'll always keep it holy and be honest with him oh. and yourself you can do it we believe in you yeah remember we're your moms now so listen <laughs> yes <to us>. that's <laughs> right yeah that is correct. I forgot about that. But I didn't forget about you guys. So <laughs> I'm here for you guys. We're here for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Take care, you guys. <laughs>